Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I want to welcome you to the August 16th episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Today, I'm joined by Tom Guinan. Tom, how about a recap of the grain markets this week? Sure, Cheyenne. Today, corn ended about a dime higher, with September corn finishing the day at 371. That's down 39 and a quarter for the week. December corn ended the day at 380 and three quarters, and that's down 37 cents for the week. Beans today ended about nine higher. November beans ended the day at 879 and three quarters. That's down 12 for the week. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone what the big story is this week. Monday's WASDI report was very negative to the markets. Monday ended with a limit lower session for corn and more follow through this week resulted in the numbers we just heard. While the soybean information was not as negative and perhaps could be more termed neutral at the worst, their prices were impacted by the sell-off in corn. And even with a decent day Friday, they ended lower for the week. So Cheyenne, I've been kind of thinking about this for, you know, the the corn uh, side, the bull factors. It's, you know, as we've been talking all week, it, it's really kind of hard to be bullish corn. But I thought one thing that could push us a little higher maybe is this pro-farmer crop tour that starts on Monday. You know, we've got one leg starting out in Ohio and another leg starting in South Dakota. I think that first day's data is going to be probably among some of the worst data points that we're going to hear about. The eastern leg is going to be kind of hit and miss from there. I think they're going to see some really good crops. I think they're going to see some, you know, zeros or poor crops. And and that'll be kind of tough to figure out where they're going. Even though it's a predetermined route, there's some randomness to that. So it'll be interesting to see what they find on both sides. I think the western leg will move into some of the better parts of Nebraska that second and third day and into western Iowa. And both of these tours are going to end up in Rochester, Minnesota on Thursday night. So Friday morning, we'll be talking about what that pro farmer total looks like for the year. So I'm going to just kind of consider that could be something that pushes us a little higher next week. Well, it's hard to find much to be bullish about. I think there are many negatives in the market right now. Chief among them, has already been mentioned, that was the WASDA report info. With 13.9 billion bushels of corn crop projected, that would be the fifth largest on record if realized. So Tom, talking to guys, the main thing we're discussing is what's going to happen with the market, you know, before harvest, going into harvest, where's it going to go? Looking at these numbers, is that yield number, that 169.5 out there in the total U.S.? A lot of people don't believe it, and that's kind of what we've been discussing here in the office, whether or not that's going to come through, whether the acres are going to be Right. There's just a lot up in the air on the supply side that could influence these markets in the coming weeks. Kind of going back to that pro farmer thing, I think what, you know, while they tend to go out the exact same week of the year every year, I think what they're going to find is this crop's way behind. And so I've been telling guys, it really comes down to when that frost freeze date comes in. You know, what part of the country are you in? How impacted are you going to be by either an early frost or a late frost? If we get a late frost, I think we're all thinking, hey, we might be okay. If we get an early frost, it's going to really impact quality for one thing, but also quantity, I think, on the soybean side. So I think that's where what I've been trying to talk to farmers about is, you know, it's really hard to say. We've got the WASD info. Whether you believe it or not, that info's out there. That's what we're going to trade until we get the combines rolling and we see, you know, how big this crop really is. And unfortunately, then we don't really get official information until January. So it's a lot of uh, 
discussions, internet reading, reading news stories out there, riding in your own combine, all that kind of stuff that's going to help you form your opinion on how big this crop really is, I think. Yeah, and I think the important thing is not to lose sight of just because prices have gone down, what's your cash level at your at your local location there? And how does that reflect on your sales in previous years? What do you think it's going to become harvest? Don't put your marketing to the wayside just because we've had some pretty rough days on the corn market. And the beans, obviously soybean acres took a hit in this report, but you know, the market didn't really take that information and run with it. And I think the bean demand is something that's kind of in the back of everyone's mind. You know, if we have a hit on supply, obviously that could provide some support there to that bean market. But if we don't have a market for that to go, you know, that could continue to be a struggle here as we're looking at these soybean prices now through, I mean, you just go far out. It's hard to find a price you like in the bean market nowadays. Yeah. And I I talked to a guy actually just the other day about that. And he said that MFP payment, he's just going to consider that whether those were corn acres or soybean acres, that's all going to a soybean bottom line. So he's going to take at least half of that payment that he knows he's going to get, put it to the bottom line of his soybeans and think that's going to help him market beans. At, if he's going to market beans at eight bucks, then he's going to use that and he's not going to consider that over on the corn side of the equation. I thought that's probably not a bad way to think about it. If you've got a good corn crop and a relatively decent corn price, he thinks he can make that work. So yeah. something to kind of chew on. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I, I think he's going to need that that part of the payment to make that soybean price look even even bearable at this point. Unfortunately, it's just, it's going to be a really rough go of it. So with that, we want to make sure people are checking the policies at their grain elevators they're delivering to, know how many days you're going to have during harvest for that delivery to be open, you know, know about the moisture and everything, whether it goes to open storage price later on corn and beans and everything, know your rates, just make sure you're really aware ahead of time because... It's really hard to be thinking about that while you're in the combine. That's not what you want to be focused on during the middle of harvest. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And the other thing I'd throw in there is if you need to get boned up on some marketing alternatives or if you need some education on a marketing alternative, let's try to get a meeting scheduled with your GMA between now and the beginning of harvest. Don't wait until harvest to try to have that discussion. It's hard for you to be thinking about some new concept while uh, you're out there trying to get your, your job done. So if you want to get a time scheduled with a GMA, please get a hold of them. They'd be glad to talk to you about some of the marketing alternatives that we think you should be looking at for this fall. Tom, I, I think that's really all we have going on this week. Like we said, we had that special recap of the WASD on Monday afternoon. So if you want to catch those specific numbers, make sure you go back and look at that. Again, we didn't have a lot of market news the rest of the week pushing it. The prices were just kind of reeling from those numbers on Monday. We're not hearing a lot out of China right now. I mean, I would say it's pretty quiet on that end. So there hasn't been a lot of news moving the market for the balance of the week. And I think we're kind of going to see that pattern continue as long as nothing new develops at this point. So not a lot going on, not a lot new information for you this Friday, but you know, hopefully we'll just keep going and get some more marketing opportunities here in the coming weeks. And other than that, keep an eye on the weather because that's going to be, if something's going to push the markets in the nearby, that's what's going to do it. We appreciate everyone joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. We look forward to your comments and questions. Just drop us an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. As we've been talking about for a while now, our tagline continues to make sense. Bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We want to thank you for listening, and we should be back again next week. Mm-hmm.